This is the Larry Hardesty Show on 98.7 ESPN. Gorgeous Sunday afternoon. Goodbye, summer. Goodbye, summer. Hello, football. It's the Larry Hardesty Show on 98.7 ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Also via Twitter, at Hardesty ESPN, at ESPN NY, 98 underscore 7 FM, along with Tom Bauer, Harvey Cruz, and yes, Joe Leo, full house backfield on the show today. We're here until 3 p.m. on 98.7 ESPN. Got a couple of guests that will join us a little later in the show. We'll talk about them in a couple of minutes. I hope you had a fabulous weekend so far. It's been great. Uh, For me, it was about catching up on sleep. Yes, uh, Gordon Damon and I had the pleasure of doing the DPH and the Rothenberg show all during the week. Well, Gordon did five days. I did four. And I I have tried to spend the last couple of days catching up on the sleep that I lost. And once again, for those of you who do this for a living, I give you a standing ovation. Standing ovation. I have done this previously. Matter of fact, I did, in radio terms, a split shift for about 10 years. As Harvey, Joe, and Tom look at each other and shake their heads. You know, like you work early in the morning, right? You do like a 5A to 1P shift, and then you have some time off, and then you come back and you do a night show. So I did that for about 10 years. And so once I didn't do that anymore, I was like, oh, thank God, I'm free. I'm free never again. Um, but once again, the guys do a great job, and the production staff on there in the morning, like all our producers are fabulous. And RJ Santilla and Ray Santiago do a great job to help you out. But it it is, and, and get this, it's not... The time, it's the stress. It's the stress of waking up at 5.05. <laughs> Knowing you missed the first five minutes of the show. That's the stress. So you don't sleep at night. And then after the show, you don't sleep during the day. <laughs> you try to nap and it just doesn't work. And then it's the balance, right? It's the balance of, okay, if I sleep here, I have to sleep the right amount here because if not, I'll sleep. I won't be able to go to sleep later and once again, you still have that panic attack of waking up late. But nevertheless, that was fun. Fun to be with you today here at noon. Oh, noon has a, great, has a great sound to it. Fun to be with you today at noon. So let's get started with the show. Before I went on vacation, I had a conversation with you guys about how I thought that when Stanton came back and some of the injured folks came back, that the Yankees would find a way to put some wins together and get their offense rolling. And there was a person on Twitter, and I don't remember his name, I don't remember his handle, but he said, I like Larry, but I just don't believe that's going to happen. And now I am starting to. I'm starting to believe that it's panic time for this ball club. And I never thought that I would say while they were going through the slump that they would ever lose the lead in the AL East. I mean, they had at one point 14, 15 and a half game lead in the AL East and they were cruising. And every team goes through slumps, okay? Every team goes through highs and lows. That's what makes baseball such a tough sport because of the the marathon that you go through, right? Injuries, the, you, I guarantee you, there's going to be a pitcher that's going to be hurt on your ball club at some point in time in, in during the season. 
Maybe, and it's, and if you're lucky, it's one or two. Could be three or four. I guarantee you at some point in time, you're going to have injuries on your ball club. And so it is incumbent upon all GMs to try to make sure that your depth is as great as your talent of your starting lineup, right? Because at some point in time, somebody's going to be missing and you need that bench person to come in and step up. That has not happened for the Yankees. And unfortunately, now that the starters have returned, they're not hitting for the Yankees. I think as I take you behind the scenes here at uh, 98.7 ESPN, we all get a rundown from our producers. They give us a rundown, top stories, top things, mentions, you know, things we can talk about, discussion ideas, topics to that you can relate to. And you can join in at 1-800-919-3776. And when Tom put down Yankees hit the damn ball, he's absolutely right. <laughs> That's what they need to do. That's what they have not been able to do. I can't, once again, I cannot believe the stats that I'm about to read to you. Listen carefully. Last night was the 13th game with three hits or fewer this season. The only team with more are the Detroit Tigers with 15. If I said to you before the All-Star break that the Yankees would have 13 games with three hits or fewer, you would have looked at me and said, Larry, uh, we need a urine sample. We're going to drug test you. That's what you would have said. All right. Katie Sharp again. Here's the most games, Yankee, throughout history, Yankee history, with three hits or fewer in a season. In 1913, 16. 1914, 15. Some tough teams back then, right? 1990, 12. 1915, 12. Well, they talk about the dead ball era, right? <laughs> 2022, 13. This is the third most games with three hits or fewer in the season. Once again, thank you, Katie Sharp on Twitter. In their last 50 games, the Yankees are 19 and 31. 19 and 31. That's their worst 50-game stretch within the season since August, September of 1991. Thank you, Katie Sharp. In their last 22 games, this is James Smythe on Twitter, the batting average, 199. They're averaging 2.9 runs per game. That's the first time they've hit those marks in a 22-game span since 1968. And, and for you... Uh, New baseball fans, you can do your research, baseball reference. There's a ton of different ones on the internet. That was the year that they raised the mound. That was the year that Bob Gibson had an unbelievable year. All the hitters struggled because of the, of the raising of the mound and how fastballs and pitches were thrown. So there was an adjustment, and hitting was down, down, down. So when you start talking about 1968 – and you start talking about offensive numbers like that, that just, that, that will just, it just drives you nuts. It drives you nuts. And here's the sad part about this is I don't know what the Yankees can do. I don't know. I don't know who's going to, I mean, other than Aaron Judge, who has hit on this ball club. And the injuries continue. Anthony Rizzo out. 
Andrew Benintendi now on the IL. DJ LeMay, who bad, battling a, an injury. Uh, it's, it's, Gleyber Torres can't, doesn't know how to hit anymore. It is just player after player after player you look at. And listen, teams are not going to pitch to Aaron Judge anymore. Why would you? He's the only one that can beat you in that lineup. If he doesn't hit a home run, and they still may lose, but if he doesn't hit the home run, you don't have no right now. You have no chance of winning. And so, the question becomes: with the trade deadline gone, and the pitching, okay, the pitching has been not great, but it hasn't been that bad. If you're scoring two point nine runs per game, you're going to lose a bunch of games. This is a offensive league, both leagues. This is offense. This is about offense. We're not in the playoffs yet, <laughs> all right? This is about offense. The Yankees have got to find a way to get their offense going. We'll hear from Aaron Boone in a couple of minutes. And I want to hear from the Yankee fans as well. What I, I know all the problems. I've, I've spoken with you. I've heard it. I want you to come up with some solutions for me. I'm putting this in your hands. I want you to come up with, with, with some solutions right now. I know I, somebody hit me up on Twitter. Let's talk about fire Cashman. Let's talk about fire Boom. Let's talk about fire this one. What's going on with how? I got all that. That's that. Those are postseason issues. Okay. I want to know what they can do right now to try to jumpstart this offense at 1 800 919 3776. Quickly. The Mets have a schedule right now where they will not face a 500 team until the 19th of this month. That would be the Milwaukee Brewers. Then the other 500 team they will face will be at the end of the month, and that will be the Atlanta Braves. I expect it. And listen, they still have a chance to take the series. But I expect it for a Miami team, and I respect their pitching, but I expected the Mets to be able to sweep this Miami ball club. And I mean, the Nationals. I'm way ahead of myself. I expected them to sweep this Nationals ball club. Okay? I did. I did not expect them to have any trouble with them. Not at all. The Nationals, uh, they just don't, the pitching is not great and the hitting is not great. So for me to find out and suffer through yesterday, not only did they lose to the Nationals, and of course Atlanta won. You know, of course Atlanta won. <laughs> of course they did. I always win. They played Miami. That's why I had Miami on my mind. But for them to find out, because I was running around doing some stuff, that <laughs> Max Scherzer left after five innings. Oh, it's okay. It's just general fatigue. Yeah, we're good. Don't worry about things. We're all right. It's, it's just, you know. He, he and Jacob DeGrom are the keys to a long, deep postseason for the Mets. Yeah, of course they have to hit. Yeah, of course the bullpen. Of course. There's no question. They're not the only things. But they are the most important because they give you a matchup to open a series that very few teams have. And as I watch the Yankees lead dwindle and I look at the Mets lead now too. And once again, the thing about them is they've been able to find ways to bounce back 
they've been able when when Atlanta gets real close, they've found a way to keep an arm's distance and not give up, not give up first place. As a Met fan, I get a little nervous because if they lose that lead and now you're going in as a wild card, you may have to, while you're deeper than a lot of teams, but you may have to give up one of your starters, okay, to use in that wild card game. And now that puts you at kind of an even deal with the next series. And also in the back of my mind, I remember Scherzer not being available for some postseason games last year. So I'm a little concerned. I'm a little concerned. 1-800-919-3776. Enough of me talking. Let's hear from you next on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Larry Hardesty Show on 98.7 ESPN. And coming back, I need to come be an impact, you know, not uh, not have uh, basically zero production. So uh, I'm disappointed in that. And, um, yeah, I need to I need to find it as well. I mean, I need to I need to be a boost here, not um, not a, a, a blank spot in the lineup. Giancarlo Stanton sharing his frustrations about not being able to help this struggling Yankee offense. It's the Larry Hardesty Show here on 9870 ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Also be at Twitter at Hardesty ESPN at ESPNNY98 underscore 7 FM. I really expected that Stanton would be able to come back in and at least provide a little spark in this lineup. And he, like every other hitter in that lineup, is struggling. They are struggling. The pressure to, to get... And see, here's the thing. It's not even the pressure to bring runners in. It's pressure just to get on base. I mean, this is not even the situation, though, where we're saying, geez, the Yankees are not aren't doing anything. We're runners in scoring position. There are no runners. There's nobody on the base paths. It is, it is amazing that everybody in the lineup, I don't care who it is, is unable to produce anything. I have not seen anything like this. I can't tell you the last time. There is no comparison I can draw to. There's nothing that I can remember in recent memory where I saw a whole team fail. Everybody. Of course, there's times when a couple of guys are in the lineup and they're not hitting. Of course, there's issues where maybe three or four guys in the lineup aren't producing. But everybody? Everybody? The Yankee lead is now. <laughs> I just I can't believe it. I, I am still stunned. The Yankee lead is now four games over Tampa, six over Toronto, and get this, seven and a half over Baltimore. Seven in the loss column, but seven and a half over Baltimore. Aaron Boone, what is going on? We got to win small, small battles right now in the batter's box, you know, and that's, you know, putting together good at bats, and uh, you know, you got to walk that balance between being aggressive in the count early on, and but then, you know, really, really controlling the strike zone, and that's, but we got to start doing that. That's how you got to grind out some at bats. That's that's what the Yankees have to do. Okay, 
But right now they're jumpy. They're swinging at pitches out of the strike zone. They're just they're just trying to make contact with anything. They have lost confidence in themselves. They are a mess, mostly mentally. This is a mental issue going on with the, with this lineup offensively right now. Aaron Boone, what happens if you blow this division lead that was once 15 and a half games? Well, we're number one in the league in scoring. And amazingly as that is, we are number one in the league in scoring. So um, if we don't turn around this around, that'll be the story. But we, like I said, we still have that in front of us to do. Injuries and guys beat up is a real factor, but also everyone deals with that. And and we still got to find a way to to put points on the board uh, right now. So the, the best I can tell you is we're in control of that. The on whole, you know, we've we've done a good job. If if we don't dig ourselves out, you'll have a great story to write. It won't be a great story. It, it'll be it'll be a really really horrible story, an example of a collapse. Really will. It'll be a big example of a collapse. And I don't want to do this, Yankee fans. You already have one collapse that you're trying to that you will never forget about. This one. Not as bad because of where you are, because it's not in the postseason. But, I mean, oh, unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And this afternoon, you've got a guy in Frankie Montas who has been abysmal for you. He's not been the guy that you thought you were getting from Oakland. He's not produced. He, he he looks lost. His pitches are not breaking. I mean, you watch him, and the ball just sits there. And so, in a spot where you need somebody, to, A, to give you some length, and once again, the starting pitching hasn't been all that bad. Okay? Hasn't been all that bad. Okay? Other than him. <laughs> all right, it hasn't been. It really has not been that bad. He's been horrible, giving up the long the home run ball. But once again, yesterday you lost 2-1. You lost 2-1 yesterday. Which means that unless unless your your staff pitched the shutout, you were gonna lose that game anyway. So you have no confidence that Montas is going to be able to go to the mound and keep this a close game. None. What has he shown you that you think that could be? Hasn't shown you anything. Nothing. Sean Armstrong will get the start for Tampa. I just, I, I'm at a loss. I'm telling you, and this is, <laughs> this is unusual for me. <laughs> I am at a loss as to what is going on with this Yankee team. I mean, it's a failure. Obviously, we could second-guess the front office. Didn't do a great job. Need to get Castillo. I know. Need to do something better offensively. I got it. They traded for a guy that's not even played yet in Bader. I understand. I get it. The question from, from me to you right now, Yankee fans, what can you do? to turn this around with what you have. Let me see how creative you are to see what you can do. Met fans, I want you to weigh in as well at 1-800-919-3776.
you're, you're a little concerned about Max Scherzer? We'll hear from him in a couple of minutes as well. And the other thing is, while we sit and we lament what the Yankees have been able to do and their problems offensively, hello, the Mets are not exactly hitting the cover off the baseball either. Okay? They had a big output on Friday night or the other night, but they have struggled as well offensively. They really have. They were able to get some runs against the Dodgers. All right? But this is a team that's not exactly been hitting the cover off the baseball either. Now, a little different situation with them because they got more contact hitters. They don't rely on the home run as much as the Yankees do. But when you get to the postseason, all right, are you confident that this team can put some runs on the board? We'll get your thoughts next. But first, to hit a home run, everything needs to line up perfectly. No different than finding the person you want to marry. So when the time comes to propose, do what Michael K. did. Visit the engagement experts at London Jewelers. They'll make shopping for a ring easy and help you hit it out of the ballpark. Let them help you pick or design the perfect ring to fit any budget from their 2 by London collection. London Jewelers is committed to getting it just right. So visit London Jewelers today at any of their six locations. Mention Michael told you to stop by and you'll get the Michael K. Treatment. Your calls are next on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Larry Hardesty Show on 98.7 ESPN. Let's go to you on the phones. Spike is in St. Pete. Spike, what's happening, my friend? Well, first of all, great to talk to my friend. I want to go over your opening a little bit. Uh, I sent you a message, but uh, I worked lobster shift uh, midnight to 12, three on, four off for about a year and a half downtown Manhattan. Never could get in sync. Never. Just was just glad it was over. And I listened to all your programs last week, and you guys adjusted well. I know it stinks because you're looking at the clock thinking you're going to oversleep. But you oh, pulled it nice. off, and it's, you did a great job. Really enjoyed listening to you. Thank now, you, uh, listen, I went, the 69 Mets beat the Cubs. The Cubs collapsed. They picked up the games. We've been through the 64 Phillies, the more recent ones we know. I said it to Gordon when I called him yesterday. I've never seen everybody go sour. I'm mostly flummoxed by the amount of shutouts. It's, it seems that there's almost disinterest. And I, I've told Gordon that uh, Aaron Boone on some of these presses uh, looks, you know, figuratively like he, he could snap. And, and that's not healthy for him with, the, with his heart situation and all. But there's still time. He said it in the press that uh, they still lead the league. That's, that means a lot. They still lead the league in run scores. Well, how about getting some of those run scores? You're wasted. We'll see what happens. I would worry zero about your Mets. I really would. I said it all year long. Atlanta's the big threat. The Dodgers are a little light on pitching. And you have Scherzer. He pulled himself out. That was a smart move because that was the, the injury he had prior. He mm-hmm. knows what he's doing, and I love that he said he didn't want to come into the room and disappoint his teammates. And that's in great shape, and they have contact hitters. And my last thing is uh, i got to make a comment on this next deal. Uh, I know you're talking uh, baseball. Ryan Smith uh, bought a company called Qualtrics, made a lot of money, bought Utah from the Miller family, and this is the new – model of not tanking when you have an aging superstar i think gobert who doesn't score is on the other side of it and and certainly uh the, the guard is not but 
Danny Ainge pulled it off again, Larry. He, did. he got marketing. He got uh, uh, the uh, he got the, the rookie there who didn't play last year. He, he puts a decent team out on the court. He won't win 17 games, and he has 13 draft picks. I mean, um, the Knicks could not match that deal, so I'm no. putting a feather in Leon Rose's cap. You can't go for that because it's not that much difference with R.J. Barrett. You know, and I always forget the kid's name from Utah who went to Cleveland. Oh, but, Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell. So so Cleveland, remember, they had, um, da- uh, what's his Winston Garland's kid, Darius Garland mm-hmm. and Colin Sexton. You don't yeah. need two of those. Right. You don't right. need two of those. You're right. It would have been nice to get one of them. They're both point guards. They're both uh, scoring point guards, 19, 20 points a game. So Donovan Mitchell gets 25. I think he did a good job on that, and I'm going to enjoy the afternoon and watch some baseball and take a walk and listen to you. All right, Spike, thanks for checking in. You might have to take a walk after the Yankees. Hopefully they'll put some runs on the board today. I mean, you can't keep – they can't be this bad this long. I keep saying it. And, Spike, forgive me. I am – I think Don LaGreca really knows me, and we've known him a long time. Uh, We've known each other a long time. And I'm one of those – I'm because of the things that the Mets went through, especially under Willie Randolph – in the back of my mind now, I, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm just un, uneven. Okay, I'm unsure. I'm just unsure. Forgive me. That's who I am. I'm burnt. I need to. I know it's okay to love your team again. I know. Let it go. I know. I know all the cliches. I know. I've heard it. I've done it. I've got the hat, the T-shirt, and everything. Even got a towel with it on there. I'm still. I'm still. Until we get there. Okay. Until we get there. I'm going to be a little nervous. I just am. I'm sorry. Ray's in the Bronx. What's up, Ray? Good afternoon. I'm good, man. What's going on? Hey, listen. Okay, let's start from the beginning. So you made a point. I'm a Mets fan, straight up. 150, mm-hmm. I keep it. So the Mets, yeah, I'm concerned, but I'm not worried. But they're gotcha. going to make it big. I know they're going to go all the way. But anyway, moving to the Yankees, there's no chance, man. Honestly, they're disgusting. They're... They're not, you know, everything. What excuses, excuses, excuses. Aaron Boone is full of excuses. I'm, I'm tired of hearing that. I don't want to hear it on the radio. No excuses. Everybody got excuses about this. Okay, Aaron Judge says, "Oh, we'll, we'll get over the hump." You're not. Okay, I hope he wins the crown. I don't mind that. But the Yankees ain't got a chance. I can tell you right now, when they if they get to the wild card, they're gonna get bumped by Houston. It's all over. Houston's gonna bump them. I, I'm telling you right now, they're not going to the World Series. That's my prediction. Mets, pretty good. And listen, we took two out of three from the Dodgers. Can't mm-hmm. complain. Nope. Like you said, Yankees got number one in hitting. So what? That doesn't. It's other things. There's other areas. All I'm saying is the Yankees are disgusting, and that's all I got to say. All right, Ray. Thanks for checking in. Can I be honest with you, ladies and gentlemen? As a team that has covered, as a guy that's covered teams for a long time long time and been, you know, embedded with teams where it, it baseball is the toughest on the manager. I'm not making excuses. Let me make a disclaimer. I'm not making excuses. I'm waving my hand. I'm not making excuses. Okay. But the baseball manager talks all the time. He talks before the game. He talks after the game. He talks. I mean, here's the bottom line. Aaron Boone doesn't know what's wrong with this club. And he's asked the same questions day after day after day after day. He doesn't know what's wrong. Okay? 
add to the fact that, uh, you know, what are the what are the sabermetricians saying now? Okay, because we hear a bunch of people killing Aaron Boone. Oh, he doesn't know what's going on. He's lost the team. What's he doing? What's he doing? Okay, he's a guy that is not like Showalter. Now, the Mets follow sabermetrics. Everybody follows sabermetrics, okay? Let's make that clear. Everybody in baseball follows sabermetrics. And the Mets are invested in sabermetrics. I do think they've given Buck Showalter a little more leeway in how he uses sabermetrics to make his decisions and stuff like that. I don't think that's the same with the Yankees. They are heavily invested in sabermetrics, okay? And I wonder what the numbers are saying, what what Aaron, Aaron Boone should do. Should he move some people up and down the lineup? Should he sit some people? Should he start some people? What should he do? What should he do? Because we're tired of hearing him say, you know what, he's tired of saying the same thing. He has no answers. He doesn't know why his team has just stopped hitting. Not for a week, not for a month, but for 50 games. 50 games. 50. This team has been abysmal offensively for 50 games. And I don't see I don't see how it changes. How does it change? Now, yeah, we can jump on Cashman. Hey, listen, didn't get the right folks. Didn't do this. Didn't do this. Should have got Castillo. I get it. You're right. As it turns out now, <laughs> should have got Castillo. Okay, because Montas is not getting it done. Well, could Montas turn the page? Yeah, maybe, but I don't know. Doesn't look like he's turning the page anytime soon. So I know a bunch of you want to blame Cashman. Oh, here's where here's where I will join you in the issues I have with Cashman. Okay, here's where I will join you. A couple of years ago, I thought he did a fantastic job with his bench. That when guys went down, when Judge went down, when Stanton went down, when Aaron Hicks went down, he had guys who came up off the bench and stabilized the club until those starters got back into the lineup. He did not do a good job this year with that, as evidenced by the fact that nothing's going on, okay? Number that's number one. Number two, listen, people, Yankees are sleepwalking. There's no fire in this team. Then that's what Josh Donaldson was supposed to be here for, right? He was the guy that's supposed to add, add a little edge to this Yankee team. Oh, that's what we want. One little guy bring a little fire, a little edge. What's he hitting? Two twenty. What's he brought to the table? The moves just have simply not worked. 1-800-919-3776. What calls next on 987 ESPN? This is the Larry Hardesty Show on 98.7 ESPN. Let's go back to the phones. A bunch of you want to talk. Let's talk to Neil in the Bronx. Neil, what's happening, my friend? Good afternoon, Larry. Thank you for taking my call. Before I it. get to uh, my Yankees uh, question, I have one solution that they can do okay. to get into a winning streak. Okay. They could clone Judge several times and stick him in the lineup. Okay, now that being said, <laughs> let me get to my Yankee question. Uh-huh. A few days ago, I know Aaron Boone got signed to a new contract, but a few days ago, Aaron, a reporter asked Aaron Boone, is he worried about his job? And he said no. Now, check this out, Larry. This is the worst case scenario for Aaron Boone. There's plenty of games left. If the Yankees keep going down this spiral, and if the Rays or the Blue Jays get hot and catches up to them, never mind the Astros, 
if the, any of these two teams catches up to them and they have to face a two-game wild card and lose to one of these two teams, would they, would they show the door to Aaron Boone at this time? Neil, that's a great question. Thanks for the phone call. I would submit to you that under this – I just don't know. I, I'm, I just don't know what Hal Steinbrenner thinks right now. I would think that if this continued, this spiral continued, and they didn't get to what they were – and they went out early in the postseason, I could see, in theory, Boone and Cashman gone. I mean, this would be the biggest – you had a 15-and-a-half game lead. You guys were like 40 games, 40-plus games over 500. You had the best record in baseball. And then, poof, it's gone. So if they don't turn this around and they lose, if and especially, God, what if they don't make the playoffs? Even with the extra wild card, suppose they, they continue the spiral and that happens. Somebody's got to pay. I, I would say that even though they signed him, there's a good possibility he wouldn't be back. And I get they've got – listen, I get it. I get that they, they're talking about, what well, we've had injuries. Yeah, everybody's had injuries. We had this, we've had that. Yeah, everybody has. But you still – with that payroll, you still have a representative offense that should be able to get three more than three hits a game. We're talking not having three hits in a game on 12, 13 occasions. Three hits. Three hits. To be honest, they should clean house. Buddha's in the Bronx. Hey, Buddha, what's up? Oh, what's going on? You back to the hours of the living, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm back. Oh, man. <laughs> You're back. Things are just as usual. New York sports, baby. Hadn't changed. Yankees are strong free fall. Jets don't have a quarterback. <laughs> and the Knicks. And the Knicks missed on a, another so-called superstar. You know, I'll ask you about that in a second. But, um, you know, listen, man, I'm riding around here with the Mets fan. You know, the wife. You know, this is all funny. You know, Aaron Boone, you're playing the cuts. He's like, he says the same thing every day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. It's not, it's not good, bro. It's not good at all. Um, you know, it's really bad about the whole Yankee situation. You know, we were talking about the moves, the this, the that, everything. You got this guy getting ready to break that single-season home run record. It's going to be inconsequential. And then he's going to go to another team next year. Why would he stay here? Yeah. <laughs> Why would yeah. he stay here? For what reason? You know what I mean? But anyway, you know, I, I, I just wanted to ask you, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't get a chance to hear your perspective on it with the uh, the Donovan Mitchell thing. I know Papa Law just talked with you about it. Well, you know, a second a little while ago is um, listen. You know, I, I had um reservations about them making all those moves, and I agree he's better than R.J. Barrett. But like, by how much mm-hmm. R.J. Barrett is still growing as a player, I think Donovan Mitchell has plateaued the way he's going to be in terms of a player. But you know, in the in the in the interest of um, like let's call it like like we see it, like we always do, all of those things meant nothing because. You know, you got this guy as a coach who's running the antiquated offense. So even if you had Mitchell or not, I mean, where was the team really going to go? I mean, and like the focus needs to shift to there, man. I mean, you, now you got all these young guys that you know you wanted to get rid of and blah blah blah. Like, what are you going to do with them? Are you going to play them or not? I mean, I'm like the World Wide West. I mean, it was dirty the way he did it, but you know what? I mean, like we got to make a move, man. You know what I'm saying? 
the young people because I mean, come on, bro. Like that 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 Thibodeau ship has sailed, man. You know what I mean? He's, he's like, you you got to get ahead of the curve, man. This guy's it's just not gonna happen. You know it's not gonna happen. Yeah, I don't know. I love to hear your thoughts on that. All right, uh, let's go Mets, Mrs. Buddha. <laughs> uh, Buddha, here's the thing. There was too much to give up for Donovan Mitchell. All right, he's a wonderful player. Would I have liked to have him? Yes. At that price tag, no. I thought from the beginning, R.J. Barrett, the Knicks said, we're not giving up R.J. Barrett. We'll talk more about this a little later in the show, all right? And it was clear, we're not giving up R.J. Barrett. We don't want to give up R.J. Barrett. And Danny Ainge has continued to try to press them to give him up, press them to give him up. And I like how Leon Rose handled it. Said the deadline, said, listen, we don't make a deal by then. I'm signing him to the long-term extension. And that's what he did. So going forward, this is your this is your team right now, and we'll see what they can do. From an offensive standpoint, Buddha, you're not wrong. The question would have been if you had a Brunson, Mitchell, Randall, big three, in quotes, who's working that offense? I'm still trying to figure out, and once again, we'll get more in depth with it later. I'm trying to still figure out how they, being the Knicks coaching staff, will find a way to work their bench so that players, like starters, will not have to play 40 to 45 minutes a game. I'm still trying to figure that out. I know my good friend Bill Lederman sent me a stat the other day uh, which, which Randall's numbers last year were better than the year before. His scoring was up. His rebounding was up. His percentage shooting, his field goal percentage was up. And his assists were up. But his attitude was so bad, he, he had so many turnovers, it negated all that other stuff, okay? And nobody else was able to, to work him. And he took, even though the percentage is like that, the way it was, he just wasn't the same player. He wasn't. And so now the question will become, hopefully, with Brunson in the backcourt, perhaps he'll be able to guide this offense so when you're late in games – you won't have this collapse that the Knicks had on so many occasions last year. That's one of the reasons why they didn't make the, you know, the play-in at least, is because they blew all these 20-point leads in the fourth quarter. That's the issue. So, yeah, you're right. The offense has got to change. Vincent's in the story. What's up, Vincent? Hey, Larry. Thank you. Larry, thank you for taking my call. Greatly appreciate it. Enjoy your show. Uh, I'm a Mets fan, but I'm calling uh, to discuss the Yankees. The, the, okay. the, unfortunately, there's no solution because it's the perfect storm, right? You have major injuries, which every team deals with. You have guys that are underperforming and guys past their prime. And you put that in the mix and you have one guy hitting, which is Aaron Judge. And, you know, they're not going to score a lot of runs and they don't have a solution. So what, the one thing they could do that may help a little bit is not that judge leadoff. I understand the sabermetrics, and over the course of 160 games, he'll get 50, 60 more at-bats. But if you look at his numbers, he's obviously having a monster season, a record-breaking season. Compare him to Pete Alonso, who's been batting cleanup all year, right? Mm-hmm. He has like 20-some-odd more home runs, but yet only a handful of RBIs. What is that telling you? At the top of the order, he's going to hit, like he did last night, a solo shot. He needs about either third or fourth. And then hopefully, hopefully, some of these guys can get on base. And when he hits it out, it's a two-run shot or a three-run, like he did in uh, when they were out in Anaheim and they won that game three to two. He was a difference in that game. He was able to hit a three-run home run. But I mean, I don't, I don't see how the Yankees could get 
much more from this lineup. I, you have to play the young kids because you don't know what they can bring, and they cannot they cannot do any worse than what's been you know starting the last like you said fifty games. So let the young kids play and move uh, move Judge down a little bit, three or four, and pray to God you get a couple guys on base, and maybe his home runs are now two or three run homers, and maybe you can win a game, you know, four to three, three to two, who knows. But I don't see any relief in sight for the Yankees. I agree with you. Thanks for the call, Vincent. Uh, he's right. I, I really don't know what else they can do. I understand in theory, and Vincent explained it well, the sabermetric idea of that's why you move him up in the lineup. But once again... Judge gets two of the – they had three hits last night. Judge had two of them. They had one run last night. Judge is the home run. LeMahieu 0 for 4. Stanton 1 for 4. Donaldson 0 for 4. Cabrera 0 for 3. Trevino 0 for 3. Torres 0 for 3. Peraza 0 for 3. Hicks 0 for 3. Oh, 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 oh. That's been the Yankee offense. It really has. Jazz is in the Bronx. What's up, Jazz? Hey, Jazz. Yeah, hi. I, I'm just concerned that the Yankees have lost focus. And Let's... I think that they should have uh, voted in Aaron Judge as a captain. I think they would be more better off if they did. Yeah, I mean. It's just I have... hard for them now. If they, they don't have any scoring going on. None. And it's just like they don't really, you know, if they don't won to nothing. Forget it. The game's over. <laughs> it's the way it's been, Jazz. You're right. Over the past 50 games, thanks for the phone call. You're right. They down one zip. C- c- the game's done. I mean, and listen, it's not like the Rays knocked you out of the park. Diaz, two for four. Mejia, two for three. Siri, two for two. Walls, one for two. That's it. Okay. They had seven hits. Two runs. That's it. That's all they had. And Diaz had both the RBIs. I mean, it, it's it's ama- it is amazing. I remember how big the Yankees were. The Yankees now thirty four and thirty four on the road. They've they've just it's unbelievable. It just is. Danny's in Long Island. What's up, Danny? Yes, hi, Larry. How are you? Good. Um, before I get to my Yankee point, uh, from Mitchell couldn't even get by. Uh, Dallas without Luca for half the series, so you know that you know to me it's not worth giving up all for him. Uh, now let me get to our Cashman. Uh, back in 2019, he refused to trade for Jared Cole for Frazier and Andrewa, and the Yankees would have been in the World Series that year if he would have made that trade. He's afraid of trading prospects. He didn't want to do it for Castillo this year. He hasn't he hasn't developed anyone other than Cano and Judge, maybe Cortez. Um, he wants to try to make that. He wants to be like uh, Gene Michael and Bob Watson and try to develop like the core four. But he was just an errand boy for them. But he's obsessed with that. Um, he hasn't developed any players. And he would trade. He hasn't traded for a pitcher that was better than the team we came from, like Bassett with, with the Mets. He's only, the only time he does this is when he has money. If he didn't have money, he'd be, he wouldn't even be in a week. Yeah, it's interesting, Danny. Thanks for the phone call. That's been a big knock against him is his inability, especially from a pitching standpoint, to improve his team. And, and that's that's what has happened um, a lot for him. 